Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Mind Your Popcorn. I'm one of your two hosts, Ricky Uniak. And I'm Chuck Clark. Chuck, what's been going on, man? How have you been these last couple of weeks? Oh, uh, tired, mostly. Um, sleep has been hard to come by recently. Uh I recently bl- got blackout curtains to try and help contain the daylight. Still not helping. So, you know, getting by, getting by. What, what's, what's going on? You getting a little insomnia? Yeah, yeah. My body's decided that four hours of sleep is enough. Ugh. And it, what happens is I go to sleep, and then four hours later, my body's like, time to go to the bathroom. And mm-hmm. I said... What if I dehydrate myself? And my body said, we're going to actually just store all the, the little water you do drink and wait to release it until four hours after you've gone to sleep. <laughs> Dude, sometimes it'd be your own body, man. Sometimes it'd be your own cause, body. Because twice this week, I've literally not brought a water bottle to work. Normally, I bring one. And like just like maybe a few sips of the water fountain every once in a while, and that was it. And just stayed true you know what i mean folk got just work tried to get work done came home and it still happened still had to go to the bathroom too like i woke up and i was like is my body just doing this or and then i was like nope there it is and i was like well i guess that's how it is so i guess if i'm going to pee no matter what four hours into into my sleep i might as well be hydrated anyways whether you know what i mean I was going to say, I was like, I, we can't be out here just dehydrating ourselves. Like, there's got to be there's got to be an alternative. So so four hours into your normal sleep is what time? Um, Usually like 1130 or noon. Oh, damn. So do you think that this is because and I could be mistaken here, I feel like. I feel like based off of previous conversations, it seems like when you're on your off days, you still try to maybe, I don't know how to word this, like get up and enjoy the day, if that makes sense. Like, you know, it seems like you're on a normal schedule, like when you're off, like you're waking up at a decent time, you know, enjoying the day, then maybe going to bed at night. Or am I completely wrong? Um, I try to maintain normal-esque you know, um, schedule when I'm off, but like, even then, like, so like, let's see last week, this previous weekend, we went to an Orioles game in Duran and, um, two other guys. I know, um, I woke up the day at like 9am or something. And we did the whole day. We were back home by like 10, I think. And then I dro- ended up driving. We watched uh, Game Six, which we'll get to here in a little bit. Um, I watched the end of Game Six on Durant's couch and then drove home. So I was in bed and like actually asleep, asleep by like twelve thirty. Woke up at seven, up the whole day, able to take a nap before work, and then I've just been in this pattern. Oh my god! It's, I mean, I'm not even trying to sound dramatic, like. I've never worked um, night shift before, but I have had stints. I specifically remember like in college 
and more recently um, a few years ago where I just got in like a terrible habit of like waking up in the middle of the night and just being up for a couple hours. And it is, I don't know if there's anything worse and not being able to fall asleep and knowing that you're losing the time that you would want to be sleeping. Um, so I feel for you, dude. I mean, it take- also sucks because I'm the type of person. I don't know if you're, I think you're, you are too, I guess. Like when I, once I wake up, I can't just fall back to sleep. Like sleeping yeah. is a process and like, I'll just lay there and I'll be like, am I tired? And I'll just like, Nope, not tired anymore. Just, I guess I'm up. Yeah, yeah. I for the most part, like when I wake up in the mornings, typically like when I, when I wake up, I'm up. Unless it's something crazy like, you know, four or five a.m. and it's a weekend, like I can sometimes go back to sleep for a couple hours. But I don't even sleep in that late anyway. Like even on the weekends, I would say the latest on the weekends that I'll sleep in, like the absolute latest, is like nine, maybe nine thirty. <laughs> Um, but no, I, dude, that sucks. I mean, have you tried melatonin? I've got sleeping pills, but I try not to use them yeah. because they're sleeping pills. Um, and they make me feel like crap every time I use them. Like, even when I get a lot of sleep, I still wake up feeling like crap having used the pills. So, um, as of now, I have not resorted to them yet. Yeah, um, no, I feel that. Plus, like, I I took one before at one point and, like, still woke up four hours in and had to pee. So I was like, if if peeing is triggering me waking up, the sleeping pill is not going to help. You know what I'm not necessarily going to help. Um, yeah, like at most, sometimes if I'm super tired after I wake up, I could fall back asleep for an hour or two. Like today, I managed to, like, I woke up at 1130, but I laid in bed and was able to at least, like, rest, I guess, for, like an hour and a half or so before I was just got up and started my day. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if you've ever heard of them, but there's a, a, a company called my pillow and they have a pretty awesome product oh, that God. might seriously help you. They have a totally normal, like CEO <laughs> and everything like, com- like definitely not, definitely not problematic, uh, totally unproblematic. Actually, I, uh, I was looking at their products, man. I've, I've heard great things. They should sponsor us. Yeah. Uh, I vaguely remember, actually, uh, um, when that was all happening, there being – I saw a post on Twitter about some person who was like, I'm starting, like, a company that was like, I do my pillow products. Like, I make them, not like I buy them or whatever. But I make my pillow products, but I'm – you know what I mean? But I'm not Mike Lindell. <laughs> <laughs> which is and like that positive don't man. donate them to some liberal cause i think but you know what i mean but just like that idea and i was like huh but i'm not that desperate oh, i hope i hope you don't become that desperate i hope for your sake you know there was a point in time um where i was like considering like should i just say F it and buy a hammock and like hang it out in my yard in the tree in my yard and just go to sleep there. Cause I'll tell you what, where was a time in, when I was in boy Scouts and uh, they have this thing called sea base where you um, there's a bunch of different uh, version, like it's in the Florida keys and you can, there's a couple different adventures or whatever you can do a sailing adventure. 
we can do like a scuba diving one. But the one we chose was this thing called Big Munson, where they take you out to basically this key island, which is like two miles wide. And you just you do activities there, basically, but you sleep on the island. And I slept in a hammock while I was there because the tents were hot as hell. It was like June and I was like in Florida and I was like, yeah, these are uncomfortable. I brought a hammock. I'm sleeping in the hammock. And I'll tell you what, some of the best sleeps of my in my life that I've ever had. I, I miss those days. Really? A hammock? I never would have thought that. I don't think I've ever fallen asleep in a hammock. Oh, I've, I, and then um, there was a hammock in my front yard in our house at West Virginia, when I was living in West Virginia, like not in college, like after I graduated. Mm. At least it was there at one point because I took a nap in there when I was back for one of my friends was one of my best friends um, was leaving. So I went back for his like goodbye party and like shenanigans, and I ended up taking a nap in that hammock during the festivities, and it was it was well appreciated. You know, maybe one of these days we're gonna have to do like uh, a a little mini snake draft of like best places to fall asleep that aren't like your bed, because um, I know like what, for me it's a, a trampoline is up there. Really, I'll tell yeah. I'll tell you I'll tell you one that's from for me floor. No, no. Yes, I've no. had some great sleeps on the floor. The floor, I can't. I I thought this would like go away as I got older, but I'm thinking like maybe it's just floor time. <laughs> maybe the bed. <laughs> When's is the sl- last time you've slept on the floor? It's now. Granted, it's been a while. It's been a while. Chuck, we're almost thirty. We we cannot be sleeping on the floor anymore. Maybe not, I just not when there's a bed or a hammock. We can't be willingly sleeping on the floor when there's other alternatives we, we just can't do it i don't know man we'll see i got a trip to west virginia university playing for the pit game and there's going to be a lot of people in our fits you know into our motel rooms so someone's gonna have to sleep on the floor properly and... i mean that's different i mean you you're making it seem like you're out here like when the bed just ain't cutting it and there's no hammock around that you're just sliding onto the floor Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Maybe I just need a stiffer mattress. Maybe that's the solution. That's the real solution. But I mean, listen, maybe maybe we do this this snake draft, because if you're taking floor, you know, anywhere in this draft, I'm, it's an automatic win for me. I think I think I think drafting floor is an auto L. <laughs> um, but I'm sorry to hear about your sleeping problems. I hope they get better. I hope you don't have to go buy a my pillow. Um, but keep us posted. We're, we're, we're going to follow this as a podcast. We you're taking us on your journey for better sleep. Yeah. Maybe start doing like nightly check-ins and we'll post them like in the middle of our episodes. Like it'll just be a recording of yourself. Be like, all right, it's, you know, night one. It's currently like it's day one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Day one. That's right. It's, it's 9am. I'm, two hours into my normal night's rest will i be able to fall back asleep i think it'd be riveting i think i think we might have something here but let's get to what this uh this episode's going to be about um i believe it's been two weeks since we last recorded because we were originally going to record last tuesday if i'm not mistaken last thursday i think we were assuming the heat would get 
get things done in game four. Well, last well, last Tuesday was game four. Right. Last Thursday was game five. Yep. Saturday was six. Memorial yep. Day was seven. So we were you're right. We we were gonna record on Tuesday. Um no, you're right. We were gonna record on Thursday thinking that they were going to win on Tuesday. And they didn't. Um and I believe when we last recorded, we had proclaimed the Celtics dead. And it turns out that they were in fact not dead. Um they were waiting to die. <laughs> yeah. I guess it's a better word, but that was that was scary. I don't ever want to have to go through that again. I have a deep, deep, deeply rooted hatred for the Boston Celtics. And I can't explain why, because the Cavs, at least during the LeBron years and kind of even post LeBron, now that we're competitive again, have owned the Celtics. But I just can't stand that organization. And I really thought, and I don't know about you, I'm assuming we were on the same boat, but when they forced, like, when they came out in game six and when 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 what happened happened, I was like, I was watching it live and I was like, oh, my God, the Heat just lost the series. Because I thought that there was no chance in hell the Heat were going into TD Garden and, go. I mean, win, let alone, like, dominate the way they did in the second half. I mean, where were you when game six ended? Where were you mentally? Oh, um, well, it was, I just said I was, we were, we came back from Baltimore. So I was on Duran's couch, mentally pretty tired, not gonna lie, pretty exhausted from the day. Uh, I was, was half asleep through most of the game until like the last, like two minutes. Which, you know, it's an NBA game. So, like, you know, I didn't really miss much. Um, <laughs> um, but, like, as soon as the play started and Mark Smart took the three, I was like, brick, game over, going to the finals. And then, and then I just see Derek White get it in. And I'm literally, like, me me and Duran at the same time, I look at he, like look at him and just be like, no fucking way. No way in hell did that count. There's no way. And then they show the replay right afterwards. And I see the ball leave with no red. I when, Well, they always pause it when the red starts, like the first frame of red. And you see the separation between the ball and his hand. And it's just like, oh, my God, this is this is happening. I was like, the, the Celtics are going to do it. And then well, well we're. Talk about how your feelings. Um, so that that fourth quarter was pretty crazy because the Heat were down like ten plus at one point in the fourth quarter. I think with like four or five minutes left, there was a double digit lead for the Celtics, and Jimmy took over, and they got it close, and then Jimmy gets fouled with a like two and a half seconds left. Uh, for three free throws, he drains all three of them. I still. You know, there was they ended up putting a half a second back on the clock. So I was like, God, right, there's still plenty of time for Tatum. I thought for sure it was going to go to Jason Tatum. And then if not Tatum, I was like, you know, there's time for Tatum or Brown or like Horford, you know, to chuck up a three. Like there's still plenty of time. Three seconds. You when you're inbounding on your own side of the court, three seconds is an eternity. And the moment I saw the ball go to smart, I was like, 
really? This is this is the play. Well, you could. Well, when you watch the play, they're trying to get it to Tatum, but he has to right. inbound the ball because they don't have any timeouts left. Right. Right. So I, smart is the smart is the next close because I don't know where Brown is on the play to be hundred percent honest with you, but he's not he's not coming towards the ball. I don't know where I don't know where Brown was mentally that entire series because he, he he wasn't there. Um, but he was on the supermax. He's <laughs> true. You're right. I'm sure the I'm sure they were ideally drawing it up for Tatum. But like the moment I saw it going to Smart's hands, I was like, yeah, ain't no shot. Like he's making this. Like you know, Marcus Smart is not the kind of player that's going to bail you out. You know, game six of the Eastern Conference Finals, and, if, and then it's a brick. And then Chuck, to be honest with you, I started celebrating. I I got up out of my chair. I'm clapping. I'm yelling. I'm I'm, I'm yelling playoff Jimmy. You know, like Hemi Butler. I'm doing it all. And I was I was actually sitting here at my computer talking to a buddy of mine over Discord, and he was also rooting for the Heat because he had a Heat future. And then all of a sudden I hear him go, oh, my God, he got it off. And I was like, well, yeah, he got it off, but he missed. So what does it matter? He's like, no, 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 no. Look at the replay. I didn't even see Derek White <laughs> go up for the rebound, man. So now I'm seeing this now for the first time. And then th- it was only a couple seconds later that they show or that I think it was Van Gundy was like, oh, my God, he got it off. <laughs> and I was like, no, no way. There's absolutely – and so now I'm mad. And I can only imagine what a true Heat fan was thinking. Bro, did you see the like, video of the, the Miami Heat fans at the wedding? Yes. Oh, <laughs> man. For their sake, I'm so glad that the Heat won in Game 7. But, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm like, what? Respectfully, what the fuck is Bam doing <laughs> just standing there? I mean, there wasn't – Because Tatum had it on the other side. If he was on the other side, Tatum is is right there. It was crazy. I think Eric Spolster said that because I think people were trying to blame Max Struess. Yeah. And well, uh, they Eric were Spolstra. trying to blame Max Struess because he's guarding the inbound. So yeah. Derek White, but like, you don't know where that rebound's going, and it's tough to box out the inbounds passer when that when you're going to guard Marcus Smart. Like, you don't know. Yeah, you know, it really just was a perfect bounce because it didn't really bounce away too much from the rim itself. But you're right. right. Tatum was on the other side, but it could have easily bounced off the back iron and gone up. You know, like it still got a very, very fortunate bounce. And then he on top of it, he has to get it off. And so then I'm thinking I'm like, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm like, the Celtics are going to do it. Like they're going to go back to the garden with. All the momentum in the world, the probably the most momentum you could possibly have in a seven game series going into game seven, you know, having one three straight and that third win in a row came in that fashion. And I'm just like, there's just no way there's just no way the Heat have what it takes. And then, you know, I start going back because when the Heat were up 3-0, everybody's pulling up that clip of Jimmy Butler at the at the postgame press conference from game seven of the Eastern Conference Finals last year, talking about like we're gonna be back here in the same exact spot and you know and and we're gonna get it done this time. So now I'm thinking I'm like, oh my God, like like I it would have been such a cool story if the Heat could have because again, I'm already counting them out. They, in my mind, Boston's going to the finals. I'm like, oh my God, like it would have been such a great story if the Heat could have stayed true. But credit to them, man. I, they they did uh the, the first half was 
not the best basketball um, for, you know, that the Heat have played. Um, but thank God that in the second half, the Celtics just forgot how to score. <laughs> Jalen Brown forgot how to dribble. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Jalen Brown had more turnovers than the, the entire Heat team, which I, dude, that can't happen. I, I genuinely like Jalen Brown. I think he's fantastic. He's like one of the only Celtics players that I enjoy. And if he is just 70% of the player that he normally is in that series, the Celtics win. And they probably win pretty easily. But he was just so bad. And I couldn't figure out why because he's he had a great Eastern Conference Finals last year. Like, he has the experience. He's He's got that dog in him, man. Just not this series. I, 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 I was racking my brain trying to figure out what the hell happened. But, you know, so th- this leads me to my next question, you know, and we'll, we'll talk about the Heat more as we go because the Heat deserve their flowers, certainly. But I want to focus on the Celtics really quick because they are the big loser. Um, where do they go from here? Well, Brad Stevens already said Joe Missoula's back. Which I agree with. I thought that I, I don't. I don't subscribe to this Joel Mazzulla is a terrible coach, you know, uh, narrative that people are throwing out there. He's not perfect, but he's also super young. Yeah. And like, he's going to get better. So, you know, I think the Celtics have a huge decision to make with Jalen Brown and Jay, well, Jalen Brown might, who knows, you know, in the, the, the thought going into the playoffs was if the Celtics don't win the finals, Jalen's gone. Yeah. So is he an unrestricted free agent? Um, no, because I think they have to trade him. Oh, so he's completely under control. I think so. Uh, let me look. Um, but my, because the the way the question keeps getting posed, the way I see it is, um, yeah. So 23-24, he's under contract. So he could either sign the Supermax extension or they can trade him. Or he would be unrestricted free agent 2024. Oh, man, dude, what are they going to do? I I think, to me, I think you got to run it back. I think you got to run it back. You are still going to be... You and Miami are going to be the top two favorites in the East, assuming Miami doesn't like lose like all their role players or something to free agency or whatever, whatever. I don't even know if they have what their, their contract situations are, but, uh, or cause I don't know what Tyler heroes. Con- I think Tyler heroes. Is he a free agent? No, didn't they just, Oh yeah. Because it was, it was, a. Uh, they didn't resign him last year. That was a, a I think, a a storyline, wasn't it? Uh, let me see. Tyler Hero contract. Yeah, he's no, he 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 just signed a new contract. Okay, that's what it was then. Four years, yeah. So it starts this coming year. It'll be, and he's through twenty twenty seven. So yeah, never mind. Yeah, so like the Heat. I think it's you, the Heat, and I guess the Sixers. And we'll see what happens with Harden and everything. But you, those are still the top three. 
And you've made the Easter Conference Finals two years in a row now with this team. Um, and you had it, you didn't, you know, you didn't beat the Warriors and you gave yourself a chance in the Eastern Conference Finals this year, eventually, you know, so I think you have to run, you run it back one more year and, but then you're also risking that if you don't win it again next year, Jalen Brown might walk. Yeah. But, but like, who are you going to trade Jalen Brown for? Exactly. Change your team. Exactly. Like what? There's no one. Like realistically, yeah. there's no one. Well, the 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 other problem is the the new CBA and how that affects Jason Tatum's. You know what I mean? Because they're probably going to pick Tatum over Brown. So the question what becomes if we're if we're going to give basically a max to Jason Tatum, we can't afford necessarily two max contracts. So then you do have to get rid of Jalen Brown. He's he's too young and he's too good to give up on. Yeah. Um, if I'm the Celtics, I I am 100% trying to keep him. Like I I'm still actively trying to re-sign him. You have to pay him. I mean, I know they're not the same exact. I I guess it's not a great comparison. Um, but I think people forget that like. Steph Curry and Klay Thompson went through it, man, before they became the Splash Bros. Like, I, I I don't know how many people remember this, but in that offseason where LeBron came back to Cleveland and the Cavs traded for K-Love, the Warriors had a package for Kevin Love. They were trying to trade for him, too, that involved Klay Thompson. And the Timberwolves said no because they wanted the Cleveland deal. They wanted Wiggins. Um, and they wanted Bennett, um, and I think we gave him – I can't remember what else we gave him, but they wanted the Cleveland deal. So, like – and then, you know, they, the Warriors are probably sitting there like, oh, my God, thank God we didn't trade him. So, like, it's still well, too early to if tell. They, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. I was going to say that, that if they had Kevin Love, they wouldn't have to start Harrison Barnes, but then they wouldn't have – yeah. So, it, I mean, if if I'm a Celtics fan, you know, I'm obviously pissed. Um, you know, you were so close to being the first team ever to come back from a, a 3-0 deficit. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, you the the team, the Celtics were just too inconsistent across all of the series, in my opinion. Like, they, they never really – it never felt like they had fully – or they were clicking or firing on all cylinders the way that we know that they could. So there's moves to be made. Like you probably are going to have to think about what you're going to do with Al Horford because Al Horford cannot move the way that he used to. Um, not that he was ever extremely, well, he was always, he was pretty athletic in his younger days, but he's old, you know, so there's up, there's upgrades to be made. The Celtics are going to be fine. They're going to make an Eastern conference finals again. Like everything's going to be okay. There's just, uh, unless an amazing deal presents itself and off the top of my head, I can't even think about what it would, you know, what kind of player, like we're probably talking about like if Phoenix for whatever reason makes Durant available or something like that. Or be- Chris. Well, no, they don't need Chris Paul, but I guess if 
And Booker's not. They're not going to trade Booker. Right. There, there's just nothing out there right now that that makes any sense um, for for moving Jalen Brown. Ooh, so, ooh, 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 ooh. I know. I know exactly. I feel like I know what you're going to say. You know who I was just thinking about actually was uh, the player that I think that uh, not the. The, the the kind of player that they're not that they're missing I guess because Tatum is this player but like maybe you have you you like start Brogdon bring Smart off the bench and this player instead of Jalen Brown is Michael Bridges. Oh, I th- I was off. <laughs> I thought you were gonna for whatever reason I thought you were about to propose like a, a Dame Lillard trade. Um, now see that would be that would be interesting too but i don't think i don't know i don't know what portland's gonna do they want to build around dame and i'm like does dame want to be there much longer you know i think dame has shown that he's loyal enough to where nobody would give him crap if he tried to get out of there um i just don't know if he's going to I don't know. Every season, it feels like his comments are like, I want to win a ring. I'm all about winning a ring. Um, I'll do whatever it takes. And then it's like, I'm staying in Portland. It's like, yeah. When are you, when are you, when are we going to wake up? I need you to ring. You know what I mean? It's like that, that meme, the breaking bad meme where he's in the car. <laughs> Dang, you're not going <laughs> to win at Portland. Yeah, no, I, I mean, he's one of those players, too, that I think if he were to go to a championship caliber team that, you know, he'd be one of those guys that I think 99 percent of people would really enjoy seeing uh, compete for a championship. I just want to see I, I, I want to see him in the finals. Um, I just don't know if he's ever going to formally request the trade. And I think. I think Portland would almost be commended if they kind of proactively shopped him um, out of respect for him. But they're in the I mean, no GM's doing that because that's that's career suicide. You know, unless he asks for the trade, you're not trading Dame. Yeah. So um, but. Obviously, we will. We will keep tabs on the NBA offseason as we're really only at this point, like a month or so away from it now, um, now that the finals are getting going. But I, I do want to talk about the finals because the matchup is set. Denver Nuggets versus the Miami Heat. Um, if you're listening to this podcast the day that it comes out, which will be Friday, uh, game one will have already happened. Um, cannot believe that Denver won by 24 um, you know, Jokic with the triple double. I think we all saw that coming. Um, Fun fact. But what I didn't see coming was Kyle Lowry leading the Heat and scoring. That really shocked me. Uh, I placed a bet tonight first for fun. Uh, Jokic to have a triple double in the first half. Oh God. Um, <laughs> oh God. He almost did that. He almost did that in the Western Conference Finals. I remember. A couple. Um, he did do it. I think. Once in at least one game. What are the odds uh, if you're looking right now on him just to get a triple double across the game? Because FanDuel had an Ohio boost. I don't know why it was just Ohio, but they boosted Jokic's triple double odds to plus two hundred. 
Mm. So I took that. I literally placed that like two minutes ago while we were talking. Well, if they're offering the boost, that means it's cursed. Probably not going to happen. Uh, probably right. It's probably going to be a blowout. Um, let me see. I'm trying to get. Oh my God, my face ID is like been weird the past couple weeks. Just not wanting to work. Need to reset that. It's the bags under your eyes, man, from not being able to sleep. Yeah, it must be. I'm trying to pull up his triple double. Um. Uh, um, I think it's plus. I think it's plus one fifty normally, or maybe like it's got to be like plus one thirty or one fifty. It's minus one ten. It's oh, minus, it's minus one ten for yes and minus one twenty for no. Yeah, I got it. I got it at plus two hundred. Incredible. I'll take it. Um. So I I do I I want to just get into predictions here. Um, give me who you think's going to win, and in how many games, and I guess for shits, give me your finals MVP. Um, Nuggets in five, and Jokic is the finals MVP. Okay. Um. I am I'm going to go Nuggets in six out of respect for the Miami Heat and what they've been able to do this playoffs where they've consistently proved people wrong. My brain's telling me my brain's actually really leaning towards Nuggets in four, but then I kind of came down to Nuggets in five. My God's more realistic. Miami might win. You know, they'll probably win at least one at home just because of, you know, home court. But. Out of respect for them, I'm going to go Nuggets in six. Um, I think I think Miami wins both at home. So um, it's 2-2, two, two, and then Denver wins two. Yeah. I think so it's it goes two. Denver two, Miami two, Denver two. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I'm going to go, just as for the sake of being different, I mean, it, it's always going to be Jokic Finals MVP. It's always going to, just to be different, and be as Jamal a, Murray. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, they're going to give Jokic Finals MVP as a makeup for not giving him regular season MVP. Which, I mean, I don't know how you feel about it. Like, obviously, I'm not an NBA player. Um, I've, I I feel like I, I might, if I were them, I might value a Finals MVP more than a normal MVP. But I, I don't know. I don't know for sure because a Finals MVP just means you were the best player in the saving game series between two teams, whereas – Regular season MVP basically means that you had the best regular season out of anyone in the entire league. But I guess it all depends on how you value that. Um, but I'm glad you brought this up because I I am I am so mad. I am still so angry that Joel Embiid got the MVP. I'm Chuck. I am going to be angry about this for so long. It's going to bother me until. Until he's no longer the, the the current MVP, until a year from now, when hopefully somebody else is crowned, because Joel Embiid is a fraud. He's a fraud. I'm saying it. Dude's a fraud. He has everyone fooled. <sighs> I mean, 
he's it, they're just not a fun team to watch. And Nick Nurse being on the sidelines, the complaints that are about to be from the from the 76ers as an organization is going to be stomach turning, stomach turning. Yeah, that is I mean, Nick Nurse, great coach, by the way, still, I mean, a great hire for them. But. Oh, yeah. So obviously that news came down the other day. Nick Nurse, good, the new head coach for Philly. Um, I just I. I hate the brand of basketball that the 76ers have played now for a few years. It drives me nuts. Um, it got worse for me when they got James Harden, because I have been a documented James Harden hater for many of years or many a years uh, going back to uh, his days on the Rockets, you know, consistently losing in the second round and the Western conference finals to the warriors. Um, but my hatred now is essentially focused on Joel Embiid um, and I guess it's really not Joel Embiid's fault. It's it's the voters' fault. I mean, we're not giving Jokic the MVP because uh, uh, allegedly the narrative was he doesn't go deep in the playoffs. So you're going to give it to Joel Embiid, who hasn't ever he's I mean Jokic never has reached the conference the, finals. Jokic has at least gotten to a Western Conference Finals, and so you're going to give it to Embiid, who's never gotten past the second round. Like, ah, dude, it's it's. <laughs> Jokic is going to go nuclear in this finals and he's probably going to get finals MVP and he's probably going to average close to a triple double, if not a triple double. And it, it's going to get worse. My, my anger is going to grow because to, I, I, I don't understand it. I don't understand the hesitancy to give the clear best player in the NBA his third straight MVP and instead give it to Joel Embiid. I don't get it. I don't either. I don't either. But, you know, it is what it is. You know? You know, okay, so what let, you let me ask you this. In, in your head, is Jokic the clear best player in the NBA? I don't know, man. Because, um, like, you're uh, on the one hand, you're like, well, is Steph Curry, is Steph Curry not capable of having an MVP season anymore? I think like, the window's closed on his, on his regular season MVP, man, I do. I'm not knocking him. I, I I like Steph. I really do. But he can't do what the Steph Curry of three years ago was doing. He's still he's still insanely good. Yeah. But is he MVP caliber anymore? I don't think so. I mean, I I think it's I think I guess he is because I because like Tatum's not consistent enough, and you know Ja. We're by the way. Adam Silver saying today that basically they're going to they know what Charles suspension is going to be, but we're going to say anything till after the final so that the finals gets its moment. Um, you know, I'm trying to think of some of the other young players. So like, no, Nikola Jokic is the best until June, whatever, when when comes into the league and then, you know, we'll see. Because <laughs> I can't tell if you're being sarcastic <laughs> or not. I, like, look, I don't I don't think you understand. Like people understand, like. I am so excited for Victor Wembanyama to be in the league. I just want to see what this guy can actually do in the NBA. Like I've just been hearing about him. So people, you know, they had the debate is LeBron the most, you know, is he the most hyped 
best prospect ever. People are pulling up all the LeBron stuff. And I don't think people understand that, like, because Victor plays in France professionally, like, there was never going to be the hype machine for LeBron that there, or for him that there was for LeBron. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, he plays overseas. The American media can't just, like, go over there and hype him up constantly. Right. To, you know what I mean? But I'm telling you, like, it's going to be, like, get, if this kid becomes his full potential, game over. It's game over. He He's seven foot five and can do a step back. Like, what are you going to – you can't guard that. You cannot guard – Rudy Gobert, he makes Rudy – he's tall. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm I'm actually very glad that we're talking about this because I think the media has lost their fucking minds talking about this kid. Like the, there was the the talking point. I don't remember who said it. Maybe it was Chris Broussard was like, if Wembenyama is Kevin Durant or like Hakeem Olajuwon, it's a disappointment. And it's yeah. like, what are we doing? What? <laughs> What the fuck are that we was a little doing? Much. See, that was a little much. I think that was a little much. But, like, man, I, like, there, there's a real world. Like, if the Nuggets win the, the finals this year and they win it again next year, like, just know, like, this is like the Rockets winning between Jordan and whatnot or what. You know what I mean? Like, this the Spurs, how they always pop up in those between, they are the the in the marker of. It's always a small market market team wins the finals before another era starts. You know, the Spurs one ending the starting the Cleveland Golden State era, Toronto one. What? Well, Toronto actually Kawhi broke the parody. The parody is yeah. the The I mean, COVID helped with that too because that just kind of messed the whole schedule up, and then. That was not the COVID year. I know, but I'm saying, like, he won 2019. So 2019-20 doesn't finish because of COVID. You know what I mean? So then, it like, it's kind of been a mixed bag. But I'm just saying, like, but all the champions have been big market teams, except for, I guess, for Milwaukee. Milwaukee did win. So, yeah. Um, Yeah, so it's going to be... A crazy guy. I mean, the Spurs are still, they might be a playing team next year with him. He, they might be better. Who knows? It, we'll see what happens. But there's, because that team is really bad right now. That team is, that team is not good. I, not good. <laughs> I have a follow up remark to Wembenyama. I, I want to get to it in a second, but I also want to hit you with this. I don't know if you saw this on Twitter yesterday. Uh, I didn't realize that the Denver Nuggets are trying to become the first Western Conference team since like 76, not in California or Texas to win the finals. Huh. Think about it. Yeah, Golden State, the Lakers, Lakers Spurs, Spurs are Texas, Dallas Rockets. is Texas, Rockets yep. are Texas. Um, and yeah, that pretty much covers it through the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that covers it through the 80s. I saw that stat and I was like, how is that? How is that true? But it's true. The the California and Texas, I mean, they do have a well, large number of teams. And the um before the 80s in the early even the 70s, like the Bucks, it was all Eastern Conference. Uh yeah. Kareem on the Bucks, Dr. J and the Sixers, you know, the Celtics were still good before Bird got there and the Lakers were good before Magic got there, but like 
You know what I mean? Like those were basically the teams. Yeah. No, I saw that stat. I, I couldn't believe it. They're I had also, to look it up. They're also trying to become the second ABA franchise to win an NBA championship. Oh my gosh. Spurs are the only ones that done it. I never even realized that. Yep. Spurs were the only ABA team from the merger to win a championship. Interesting. I and they're they're probably gonna do it too, but I, I want to revisit Wemby one more time. And I guess my my the last thing I want to say is I'm glad that you have as much confidence in him because because I don't and I wish that I did. I've seen his highlight, you know, like I watch his like, you know, game by game highlights that that, you know, ESPN posts and the kids unreal. There's just no doubt about it. I just I cannot. I cannot believe. I, I guess I'll, I'll I'll believe it when I see it. And my big concern with him is health. Like at that size, you are just so injury prone, man. So. Uh, summer league, you know, as the kids say this year, summer league going to be a movie. Summer league's <laughs> going to be a movie. I imagine he'll play. He probably won't play a ton. Um, but the Spurs are going to have some primetime games next year, man. And I love how we're just, you know, we just know that the Spurs are drafting him like that. There's just, no <laughs> <laughs> they literally were. Just, yeah. It wasn't even like a question. There's no, like, what, I mean, when when it popped up, Charlotte got number two, and the Spurs owner just like starts yelling, "Yeah!" <laughs> I mean, the, it's just hysterical. the the most the the most downvoted post in the Charlotte Hornets subreddit of all time right now is just a post by some poor guy being like, "What if the Spurs don't draft Wemby?" And it's just like, well, you know, like what if? Um, but um. Man, you, you really think that he's going to turn that Spurs team into a contender right away, huh? I don't know about contender oh, right uh, away. Uh, playoff contender. Playoff, 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 playoff team. Playoff team. Okay. I think in first year one. Yes. All right. I listen. At least, uh, well, play in. I'll, I'll say, I'll, I'll say guarantee they make the play in. I will guarantee they make the play in. You know, it's hard to imagine that if he stays healthy in his rookie year and he is rookie of the year, that that team is not a play in team because there are still some bad Western conference teams out there. So like, I mean, I don't know how good Portland's going to be next year. Like, I don't know who they're going to, the free agency class this year is not great. It's not, you know what I mean? So like, and the, the Western conference also is also weird. Cause like the Lakers are old, the, Golden State's old and the Suns are old. So like, except for Devin Booker, obviously. But like, what are you gonna do? What if those and the and then there's the Clippers? Like, what, what you know? Right. They're there. They're just there to eat regular season wins. Like, what? Are, that's the, well, that's the purpose. You know, I guess the good news, you know, if you are a Spurs fan, if there happens to be a Spurs fan listening to this podcast, the the good news is that. The Lakers championship window is closing. If it's not already shut, it's pretty much there. And same thing, the Warriors window is closing. But it's 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 still a lot more open than the Lakers. But it's getting dim unless they make like an insane trade 
which with Bob Myers stepping down, you know, who knows what's going to happen there. Um, so th- there's going to be opportunity in the West. So good news if you're a Spurs fan. The only thing I would say is if you are a Spurs fan, like I'm guilty of this because I said this, I think, on the draft reaction or the the, the lottery reaction mm-hmm. episode that we did, that Wemby might be the type of rookie that attracts free agents immediately. Yeah. Like, yeah, that might be the case, but also I could very well see it to where like free agents or I mean just players in general maybe want to see how he does for a year. And then if he is electric, like a lot of people think he's going to be, then I think you'll start to see that free agent attraction, you know, kind of, you know, come back to San Antonio. Well, it's big. Like, let's say he doesn't let, you know, the, he's not necessarily going to move the needle immediately this year. Right. But like right. the 2020, 20, the 2024 free agency is like kind of crazy. Let me pull it up here really quick. But like. um, So, like, you know, let's say this year he is phenomenal. They make the play in get to the in the playoffs and let's say they if if they don't win their first series they at least like make a run you know what i mean mm-hmm. they they give the the one seed or the two seed some tr- like some real problems like all of a sudden it's like all right the 2020 24 class is like whoa maybe i am going to the spurs 2020 24 free agents these are just there i don't know if the these aren't necessarily ranked these are just like the names that are up clay thompson Tobias Harris, Chris Middleton, James Harden, Pascal Siakam, Chris Stops, Gordon Hayward, Kyle Lowry, DeMar, Jalen, Draymond Green, Buddy Heald, Mike Conley, Fred Van Vliet, um, Sabonis, um, Deontay Murray, uh, and those are kind of the big, big names. Uh, Kyle Kuzma is there too, but, you know, uh, you know, so like. You know, it's so if if like he gets like a Fred Van Vliet and a Demar, like maybe like they come back to 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 San Antonio, like mm-hmm. all of a sudden that's a team. That's a that's yeah. like a that's a playoff. That's a championship contender. If Wembenyama is working, you know what I mean, playing that high level. Yeah, I mean with Pop still coaching too. I mean, yeah. You know, I, I know that that team has not been fantastic. They, I mean, really, they've been pretty freaking terrible the last few years, but it's not because of pop. It's just because of the talent that they have out there on the floor. Um, and the, there's been nights where you've seen pop get the most out of his guys still. So it'll be really interesting. Um, you know, yeah, we're about to get into the finals here, but if you think about it, like, very similar to the NFL. It always feels like the NBA never stops. Yep. Um, and we got free agency coming up. And then before you know it, I mean, we had the draft coming up free agency before you know it. Summer league is here. Like in, like in, well, I think it's early August, maybe early August, like late July, maybe even for what? This is NBA summer league. Uh, late July. I think it's July through. Um, let me see. July seventh through seventeenth. Oh my God, that's literally a month away. A m- month and some change. So yep. So we will um we will obviously keep tabs on all that, but um I do want to 
sort of wrap things up here uh, because this game is going to be tipping off soon, and I'm assuming we both want to watch it. So just to revisit our official NBA Finals predictions, you have the Nuggets in five with Jokic getting his his first Finals MVP. Um, For the sake of being different, I want to put on the record that I have the exact same official prediction as you, but for the podcast, I'm going to go Nuggets in six. Give me Jamal Murray. Uh, finals MVP. Uh, I'll throw in the prediction that he gets uh, 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 a 50 bomb at some point um, across one of these games. Um, Chuck, we got a big movie releasing this weekend. Spider-Man into the Spider across the Spider-Verse. You got I, your uh, tickets? I am go. I'm winging it. I'm going to go see it either tomorrow during the day, assuming I wake up in the middle of the day again or Saturday. Because okay. I have plans Friday night, so I have tickets to go see it Sunday. Um, tomorrow is my dad's seventieth birthday, gotcha. and um, I'm going to be busy with stuff for that tomorrow and Saturday. I will be seeing it Sunday mid afternoon. So next week we will be back with uh, a recap of at least the first two games of the NBA Finals, maybe three Thursday. Saturday, maybe three games, maybe three games of the NBA Finals, as well as our review of the Mm -hmm. Spider-Verse. Anything you want to say before we sign off? No, I'm I'm I've said everything we've said, you know, just follow us. On the socials. And uh, looking forward to a great NBA Finals and a great, great movie this weekend. For sure, for sure. Hoping, uh, I mean, the movie's getting great reviews. Um, I don't really think that we have too much to worry about there, but uh, really want to put this out into the universe, hoping for um, no blowouts in this finals. It would be great to have all these games be competitive, at least into the fourth quarter. Um, so pulling for that. But like the man said, you can follow the podcast on social media. We have the podcast on Twitter. It is at Mind Popcorn. In the Twitter bio, you will find both Chuck's and my own personal Twitter handle. You can give us each a follow there if you'd like. You can follow the podcast on TikTok. We're just a couple thousand away from a million followers on TikTok. We are on TikTok at Mind Your Popcorn. I don't know why you're laughing. I have not said a lie. Um, we will be back next week with the review of Across the Spider-Verse. We'll get caught up with the NBA Finals. Hope everybody has a great weekend. First, uh, first, well, I guess for those of us that had a long weekend last weekend and a short week this week, we're all kind of back to reality with the normal two-day weekend. So um, hope everybody enjoys. We will talk to everybody next week.